everyone. I'm Denise Garth, Chief Strategy Officer at Majesco, and you're listening to the Future of Insurance Industry Leaders podcast series. Follow along as I interview the best and brightest leaders in the insurance industry and insure tech landscape to bring you the latest in digital transformation, innovation, industry trends, challenges, and opportunities, as well as next-gen technologies. We use our experience to anticipate what's next without losing sight of what's now. Stay tuned to find out your next now. Welcome, everybody, to the Future of Insurance podcast series. I'm thrilled to have Chris Maple, Product Management Director for MMG Insurance, with us today. Chris, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Denise. So, Chris, I always like to start off the podcast because, you know, while we're a small industry and it's kind of like a little community, everybody knows everybody. Not everybody really does. So why don't you give a little bit of background about yourself and your role and then a little bit about MMG Insurance? Yes, happy to share. Thank you, Denise. So as Product Management Director at MMG Insurance, some of my primary responsibilities are overseeing our group of business analysts and product owners. And our primary work over the last several years has been focusing on our MMG Next business and technical transformation. That involves modernizing all of our core policy, billing, claims, enterprise data warehouse, and portal systems. So we've been on this initiative for several years, and I specifically look after our our policy work stream with input into all of the work streams and work on our uh, MMG Next steering group. Prior to that, I started in the insurance industry as a full-stack developer, so did that for a while, building rating engines, worked in business and technical architecture initiatives, and helped form our BA group. And I've been in the industry for about 17 years. I work out of our home office here in beautiful Prescott, Maine. A little bit about MMG. We've been in business since 1897, so we just celebrated our 125th anniversary last year. We're regional property and casualty insurer headquartered in Prescott, Maine, have $250 million plus in written premium, and we're doing business in Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Pennsylvania, and Virginia. We're split nearly 50-50, pretty much evenly between personal and commercial lines, and all of our business is done exclusively through independent agency distribution. So we work very closely with our independent agents in a strategic method in order to support our business model. So that's core uh, to how we do business. Well, you know what, Chris, when we talked before, I didn't realize, but we both started out the same way. I was a developer coming right out of college as well. Insurance really does offer you a lot of opportunities for different paths for your career. And so it's really exciting to see what your career has been about. Thank you. One of the things we talked about, particularly in the webinar that we did a a couple of months ago together, is that, you know, business transformation continues to be the hot topic. And it's all about meeting today's customer, agent, and market needs and expectations. You guys have been on a heck of a transformation journey over the last number of years. And you've been replacing your old legacy core with Majesco's intelligent core, your data and analytics that you've done. And now you've been moving into digital with your agent portal. How important has this been as a foundation moving to this next generation uh, technology and architecture for your business transformation? But how much of it is really important for the future And I know you guys have tried to keep as much out of the box as possible to meet the customer expectations, but also to take advantage of a lot of the innovation that's happening. 
Yeah, I'd love to talk about that. It's a complex question with a few different parts. So maybe I could break that down, kind of rewind us in time a little bit to where we started from and, and why we went on this initiative and then some of what we've learned along the way. So we started really from a legacy system perspective, we were always a build our own system shop. And that's how I got started as a developer, I was working on those systems as a full stack developer. That's a combination of IBMI mainframe, .NET, web technologies. And when we built those, it was really state of the art at the time when people were sitting around and trying to figure out like, what's this internet thing? And should we have a website embracing web websites for our agents and quoting? We built our own imaging system. It was really great technology as most of those systems, they don't age well. As we moved into the future, we really started to run into, into technical constraints. They were siloed systems. And when you start having complex ecosystems with those siloed systems, we started running into issues, cloud migration, thinking about data migration and bringing data across a whole bunch of systems was a hard problem to, to solve. And talent always plays into this. So you, you get a small group who's worked there for a long time, who are experts in their systems, they start getting close to retirement. So knowledge was really held by some key individuals that we really needed. We knew we needed to do something different over time to ensure that those systems would stay relevant. So we started looking at that. It was going to be very time and cost intensive to overhaul that, we really needed a way to accelerate that process. And that's really how we got into that RFP process for a major system we could configure and customize was an ability to accelerate modernizing our systems. So through that, we selected Majesco and started our MMG Next initiative. It's a major business transformation and system transformation for policy billing claims, enterprise data warehouse, and using the digital first layer on top to build portals for agents. One thing we looked at in that is that we didn't want to go about rebuilding the older cow paths, if you will. You tend to build process around technical constraints. So we really wanted to look at this as a business initiative so that we modernized the business process and avoided just taking those same things that we built out over time, largely because technical constraints and different processes rose up in the middle. So that was really important to us is that it's not just a technical program. It's a business transformation first and foremost. That's how we went about it. We did enterprise billing first. That got all of our products still in our legacy system using the Majesco billing system. Then we proceeded. We have five major products, contractor, BOP, commercial auto, personal auto, and homeowners. So those five products are 92% of our enforced premium. We started with contractor and really that put the foundations in place for our imaging, CRM, OFAC, billing integration, download, lots of those core pieces that we needed. Then we went about BOP and commercial auto. And as we built those products, that's policy, claims for anything on the Majesco system, data flowing to the enterprise data warehouse, and also bringing in our legacy data to that data warehouse, and then our digital first layer on top. So that's how we proceeded. We're, we're working on personal auto currently and looking forward to wrapping up the major products with homeowner shortly thereafter. So a uh, a key element with out of the box and what we've learned, it, it really allows us to, to focus on what we do best. A key learning with us and in, in really focusing on out of the box is as we focused on the major aspects of the transformation and what we needed to do. And 
as we move through the transformation, one thing we underestimated is how much would change and how many new opportunities would emerge as we were on this journey. Technologies like chat GPT, the prevalence of, of Power BI, the data science and innovation we're seeing out of an intelligent core, all of those things emerged as we were, were going about our journey. So in order to best leverage those technologies, for us, it becomes even more important to stay as, as close to out of the box as possible because we want to be able to adopt those new technologies. So one thing we think about is that your next most important initiative might not be something you know about today. We need the ability to pivot and to, to adapt quickly. That's really what's critical for us through this transformation. And that's where a strong partner in technology comes into play is it, it really does at the end of the day, it allows us to focus on what we do best and to accelerate that whole speed of adoption and to leverage emerging technologies much more quickly than we could have imagined with our build our own system mentality. Isn't that the case? I mean, with the pace of change these days, it's really hard to stay ahead of everything. And that's where partnerships are really, really important. One of the things that I want to drill into a little bit is around your most recent work that you guys did around the agent portal. Strong agent relationships, obviously for you guys, because you are very committed to the independent agent channel. It's really about creating the ease of doing business with them. And if it's easy to do business with you, to quote and issue and place the business and everything else that goes along with it, the possibility of more business coming your way increases. So talk about your approach. You took in and building out that new agent portal because you guys really did something uniquely different in that you really engaged the agent channel to get their buy-in and their input. Yeah, definitely. I think unfortunately in our business, one thing that's all too common is companies really struggle with rollouts. And because of that, agents really tend to, to fear that. It's not something they look forward to. So I think for us, we recognize that there was an opportunity if we could do that really well, because the experience is often so bad for the agents. And, and for us, it, it starts with really working directly with the agents up front in the design. Talk about what you're, you want to do, make it about what we want to do for them and create some buy-in, create some excitement about what we want to do, knowing that they're going to fear it. They're not going to fully trust in what's being developed in, in, until they can see it. And then that's where it becomes important to really early and often, we start with mock-ups. So what can we show them so that they can get a sense of what we're trying to develop, incorporate that feedback in, and then make sure that they have feedback cycles with working software. So get their actual usability feedback, not just asking what they think would work from them from a design perspective, but actually watching them try to work a process. Where do they struggle? What are they running into? What would make it better for them? That was really critical for us, really understand their workflow and, and their process. And the best compliment we've out about that through the digital first portal at the end is that it felt like an agent built it that's really cool it is it is indeed so that kind of ties into one of them uh the mantras that you guys really focused in on was being high tech and high touch what does that mean and what is the future of high tech high touch for mmg and what do you think for the insurance industry at large sure i see high touch really as a fundamentally a recognition that relationships matter we do business with people and technology is never going to change that. 
I think that's a common pitfall of technologists and specialists is there's a tendency to focus on the work and, and the process and, and forget that business is fundamentally about people. Key recognition, though, is that every touch point needs to add value. So if, if we're working with a person, if a person is a key to a process, it needs to add value. And the example we think of often to kind of what this means, if you think of calling into a company and not being able to get a person. You have a machine that, that answers the phone. How frustrating that can be and how much better that experience can be if somebody friendly picked up the phone and you knew that the first step was, hey, I'm here to help. And then on the high tech side, it's really fundamentally, it's about automating what should be automatic. And in insurance, there's, there's too many complex processes. There's just a lot of opportunity to simplify. And not all stakeholders have the same expectation. Yeah, I think about my kids. They love chatbots. They would do anything in the world not to pick up the phone and, and talk to somebody. Not somebody who fundamentally understands at the other end. I'd rather often talk to somebody. So we have a diverse group of stakeholders at different ages in their life and it's important to support people with channels that best support how they want to do business with us. And then the third piece of it, it's high tech, high touch. So it's it's really fundamentally about how we bring it together. A lot of times there's a tendency to look at problems as an either or proposition. And really it's intended to look at it as how can we best combine people in technology so that it's a multiplier and not an either or proposition. And if we look at things like straight through processing, it really, you're not trying to automate 100% of everything. You're really letting people focus on the risks that are complex and nuanced and taking some of the simple decision making and automating that. And we see the future really is, it's a rapid evolution. You know, AI, ML, GPTs, those are disruptors, you know, I think in the same way that, you know, when the internet became common or iPhones. It's just one of those things that five years from now, it's going to be so embedded in, in our way of life that uh, I think we'll, we'll forget there was a day that we didn't have it. And we see it as an accelerator. You still have to ask the right questions, context, trust, background, nuance. Those all matter. It's really about how you use that combination of technology and talented people that really will get us there and solve the future problems. Very much so. You know, one of the things that you've talked about a little bit, but I'd like to kind of explore a little bit more, you know, with this very big transformation initiative that you've had going on, governance and best practices are really important, you know, because we know that there's been failed projects in this industry, you know, from a transformation standpoint, and you guys have been successful. What governance and best practices can you share for others that are uh, just beginning this process? Yeah, I think several. We've touched on out of the box, but I think that that's really critical is you want to spend the time differentiating to the product in a way that makes you competitive. So it, it's tempting to just ask, well, how do you want this to work and go out about building that rather than we like to start with what can this system do for us? Where do we really need to customize because we have some competitive advantage? And then what could we configure or just adopt if it works well enough? So that really you know, speed to market is is a critical factor and staying as out of the box as possible helps helps get there. Early end user feedback, really critical. Change management, take it serious. It matters. Oftentimes it's not how quickly we can build things that's the constraining factor. It's how quickly can business decisions be, be made 
or what change of pace can people, whether that's your agents or your internal people, really handle? And change management's really critical in, in helping your internal and external stakeholders understand the value proposition and and get there. Uh, we use an MVP approach. We think that's really critical. What can we get to market with and then look to evolve it over the future? It's not a big bang, let's solve, it, solve everything at once. Looking for foundations has been very important for us. What can we reuse across products and channels? Work with the Majesco product team. There's a lot of things that are best just worked out with the product team to see if they fit somewhere within the roadmap rather than customizing or going it on your own. Strong governance, that's mattered a lot to us from the beginning. And we have a governance group that's been intact since we've been together on this. That's been critical. Celebrate your wins. There will be challenges, so celebrating your wins along the way is very important and memorialize them because it's it's easy to forget the great things you did just a few months ago. And then it's about business. So it's a business transformation. It's not all about the technical details. So yeah. those are a couple of the, the key factors that have been important to us. I love that. And I know that something that you've kind of mentioned a, a couple of times about the strong partnership between our two organizations. I know I had the pleasure and honor, Stacy, your CIO, invited me back, myself and Ed OC to have a session with your board of directors. You interact regularly with the product team. You know, there's obviously the quarterly reviews with our client partners and stuff. There's a lot of interaction from the strategic level all the way down to the detailed level between the two organizations. And I think that's a really crucial factor in a strong partnership. Kind of talk about those expectations and relationship aspects that others should look to for their partners. Yeah, it's so critical. It's probably the most critical fact in success. And it really one of the reasons that we selected Majesco. We were just down in Morristown for annual meeting and our client partner, Nikita, she was there at our RFP. So she's been with us since the beginning. And a lot of that core team has been there since day one. And the relationships are strong and, and they really matter. I think when you take a group of talented people who have a shared vision of insurance, and mutually value people in relationships, it just builds a really strong foundation for a major transformation. And transformations have issues. There are going to be issues and problems along the way. So it's really important for us, you know, to build those relationships so that when you encounter those issues and problems that you know are going to be inevitable, you've got people who will tackle them head on and work through them as a partner. We don't like to have vendors. We like to have business partners. So even how we think of business partners versus vendors matters. So anybody can lead on a good day. You know, it's when you run into issues that you really need people to, to buckle down and, and that's where the relationships come in. So it's been an important differentiator for us through this program. So what's next on your transformation journey, Chris? Uh, we have a lot of fun stuff planned. So definitely wrapping up auto and homeowners. There's other products. Uh, we're really looking forward to adding digital layers. We have a lot of opportunities to fine tune some of the processes and decisions that we've built throughout this journey. Really looking forward to leveraging some of the emerging technologies, focus on innovation, AI, ML, chat, GP, everything with uh, data is the new oil, everything with data science and and AI is just really fascinating. So really looking forward to uh, getting our top products on the system and then building out uh, efficiencies and some of the smaller products and, and focusing on innovation to really fundamentally 
deliver more value for our agents and policyholders. That'll be fantastic and really great for those customers. Another exciting move for you guys. So one of the things I like to do when I kind of wrap up the podcast, I ask everybody, and no pressure, we only have had a handful of duplicates after, I don't know, almost, we're, we're closing in on 100 podcasts. If you could use one word or phrase to describe the future of insurance, what would it be and why, Chris? No pressure for me not to duplicate, I guess. Good there. Well, first of all, it's a great question. I like those probing questions that really make you think deeper. It seems like it's a simple question you're asking. But I think as you unpack it, it kind of gets a little bit at what are fundamentally our inner drivers. My word is rewarding. I, I have I that one, I don't think. So good job. I hope I didn't duplicate. Good. Here's the reason why. You know, when I entered insurance through technology, I really... I had no idea what it was. It seemed like it was kind of stuffy and old school, but I knew there was a lot of technology involved and it seemed like a good place for me to work. But once I got in, there's so much under the covers. You know, there's so much to understand within insurance. It's this beautifully complex ecosystem. Like what do people and businesses need? And you have to understand pieces about architecture and construction and economics and political factors and bonds and equities and climate and weather and social trends. It's a microcosm of the world around us. And I think because of that, it tends to bring in really smart, talented people. It's a well-kept secret. So it tends to be a, a supportive, collaborative community. It's got tons of opportunity for technology, a lot of room to innovate. Fundamentally, I really love solving complex problems. I always have. I love working in teams and building strong relationships. To me, it, it's an opportunity to make an impact on my community, to work with great people, create great solutions, have fun doing it. So I never imagined that I would have love insurance. Uh, but now that I see what's really there, there's really nothing I'd rather be doing. So rewarding is my word for the future of insurance. I love it, Chris. It's a great word because really what we do as an industry is very rewarding because what we do is we really help people and businesses. That is rewarding of itself. It's great to see you kind of tie that in. It's wonderful. Well, thank you. I'm glad I didn't end up duplicating. So yeah, exactly. Well, thanks so much, Chris, for talking with me this afternoon and giving your perspective and expertise and experience with your transformation journey. And we're looking forward working together between MMG and Majesco. So congratulations on all of the great accomplishments and congratulations on the feedback from your employees and your customers and, and agents. Well, thank you so much. We're looking forward to our continued journey together as well. And it's really great talking to you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. That's it for this week's episode of Future of Insurance Industry Leaders podcast. Subscribe to our market-leading podcast series available wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you for listening and be sure to tune in the next time.